This podcast is now brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And it's everything you need to make a podcast great in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 44. This podcast is sponsored by Generation You Can, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first purchase. That's generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Generation You Can, the best choice for steady energy. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash breakingthebarrier. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. My name is Andrew Lorenzo, and I have committed myself to pushing my body and mind to their limits in my attempt to run a two hour and 40 minute marathon by the year 2020. Over the course of my journey starting in 2018, I've discovered many things about the human spirit that I want to share with all of you. It's my hope that I'll help you reach your true potential and inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. With the help of an amazing community of listeners and speakers, we can all push ourselves harder than we ever have in hopes of breaking the barrier. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Thank you so much for listening. First off, I want to apologize for this episode's sound quality. Uh, Something happened with my mic last night while I was moving it, but you'll get the idea of the episode as well, so hopefully I have it fixed for next week. But if it sounds a little bit off, that's why. Got an awesome episode in store for you today. I had a conversation with Zach and Simon, who basically we just shot the proverbial, right? We talked a lot about, you know, the mental game of running and the expectation that we hold ourselves to, specifically in terms of Strava. So I'll get into that in just a second. But first, of course, as always, I want to start out by giving a shout out to some of the Breaking the Barrier members who are going above and beyond. So firstly, I want to give a congratulations out to Jody and Scott. So Jody and Scott completed the Bellarine Rail Trail this past weekend. She had this to say, Jody had this to say in the Facebook community group. Hey Andrew, Scott and I had a lovely weekend in Torquay training, eating out, shopping, and just enjoying the coast. Nice 90-minute training run Saturday morning along the foreshore, then ran the Bellarine Rail Trail this morning. It was a 17-kilometer event. Perfect weekend combining training, exploring, and spending quality time with my hubby. Plus, we still get to achieve our Melbourne Marathon training goals. Awesome, Jody. That sounds like it was an, an amazing weekend. I love Torquay, first off, and the fact that you kind of packed in all of that stuff into one weekend, really, really impressive. So not only was it a functional weekend, but it was a 
it was a nice quality time weekend and as well. And I, and I think that that's a really important balance to have. So so great stuff. Want to send out a congratulations to Jody S, who completed an Ironman this past weekend. I don't have the details just yet, but I know she completed it. And those of you who listen to the podcast know that I give her shout outs quite regularly because of her training. So Jody, congratulations on the Ironman. Uh, I hope it went as well as you expected it to go. And I'm sure that you're already thinking about training for your next event, so rock on. Kathleen had this to say, Just finished a 20-mile long run in a new neighborhood near Atlanta. It's great to now live closer to the running community, but I had to stop and start a lot to make sure I knew where I was going. Followed a long bike path that runs through the city, hot and humid today, high of 95 Fahrenheit. It's about 35 degrees Celsius. Wow, that's really warm. But, you know, good on you for getting out there and uh, just sort of exploring your new surroundings. You know, as I said, take the road less traveled, but don't get lost. Great stuff, Kathleen. And I want to give a shout out to Anthula, who mentioned the previous episode about approval. Anthula had this to say in the Facebook community group. Thanks, Andrew, for the much needed reminder that we do not need other people's approval. This is me. I'm at my most confident when I'm wearing my running attire. I believe my bubbly side is my best quality. Yes, I am worthy, and social media slash Strava is only a snippet of who I am and what I'm capable of. Couldn't have said it better myself, Anthula. That's that's so true, and uh, I think that that segues really, really well into what we're going to be talking about today with Simon and Zach. So congratulations to everybody out there in the Facebook community group who are going above and beyond. And remember, if you want to get in on that action, if you want to share moments of your journey, or if you want to ask questions, talk about challenges you might have, just pop over to the website, breakingthebarrierpodcast.com, and check out a link to request to join the Facebook community group, or send me a message through Facebook. Don't send the email to andrew at breakingthebarrierrunning.com at the moment, because there's something up with the email server, and it's not quite working. So we'll pass on that, but just send me a message through Facebook or like the social media sites at Breaking the Barrier Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, and you can send me messages through there as well. So, all right, I want to get into the episode today. So, as as you know, I had a great conversation with Simon Clark and Zach Domogalski. Zach, of course, I've had on the podcast before, so you want to check out that episode where we talked about his 50K a few months back, probably about six months back at this point. And Simon is is a great, great friend of mine. He's a, he's an amazing runner. They're both amazing runners. I mean, these guys, between the two of them, I I look at them and I I think to myself, that's that's like the epitome of what where I want to be, right? So you've got Zach who runs the distances that he runs. There, you know, he does hundred K weeks and he just seems to keep going and going and going and going and just like he's like the energizer bunny you know <laughs> he just keeps going simon is a person that gets faster and faster and holds himself to a very very high standard and they both have excellent ethics when it comes to their running but like myself we all have that need to put things up on social media and we have that fear where If it's not the run that we expected or the run that maybe quote-unquote other people might not expect, then maybe we'll run into some trouble in the what people think of me game. So we're going to have a little bit of a talk about that 
It is an uncensored episode today, so we'll have some cursing, we'll have some laughs, and there are probably going to be some terms that you, especially if you're American, don't know. So, for example, there's there's just a few terms that we'll throw around that are actually terms of endearment um, (laughs) that you might think are not. I'm not really how to explain that, so... There's a word, it starts with a C, rhymes with talk. <laughs> and in Australia, it kind of means mate. So it's, it's the same thing. It's, you know, buddy kind of thing. So there you go. But throwing that warning out there. And, you know, I, I will prepare you that there are some aspects in this episode that are kind of negative. But I think, and Zach and Simon and myself were speaking about this after we after we sort of wrapped up the episode, and I think that sometimes people need to hear that. Sometimes people need to hear the stuff that we may sometimes be afraid to say. And, you know, it kind of ties back with my episode last week about approval. You know, everybody wants to put their best selves forward, but it takes guts to talk about the stuff that scares them and that makes them feel weak. So, you know, as as with all my guests, I, I want to thank Zach and Simon, but I, I also want to applaud them for their for their openness in this interview. So I, I hope that you enjoy and I hope you appreciate. And I hope that if you're someone out there that whether it be Strava or anything else, that you have those moments in your head where you feel that you need approval or you're not feeling comfortable. I hope that you know that you're not alone and I hope that you know that you can find the positivity if you look for it. So listen to this episode, get a little bit of background on, on Zach and Simon, and, and and you'll see exactly what it is that sometimes we all go through, and you're not alone. So here's my conversation with Zach and Simon. All right, I'm here with Simon and Zach, and like I said, we're going to start talking a little bit about the mental game of running and sort of expectations that we hold ourselves to and the trap of falling into the Strava game. So say hi, boys. Hello. Hello, I'm Mutt. <laughs> that was very Australian. Right that away. Was, yeah, right now, all your American listeners are like, what? What, what did that guy just say? Where did this guy come from? What did call me yeah. What? I was going to say good day, cock, but I said good day, Mike. It's a good thing you didn't say cock. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here because you two have a great sense of affection for each other, bordering on creepy bromance. Nah, and so, it's nothing creepy. When I eventually push back from the table and just watch you two, I hope the listeners are enjoying it. Oh, yeah, all of a sudden, Zach's voice. Zach's, is Zach's still there? Zach left. Zach's going home. Is that the door? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Zach, of course, you've already heard before, so I'm not going to bother with his introduction, but actually... Thanks, mate. That's right. Another Australian. Actually, maybe I will after Simon, though, just because some people might not have heard your interview. So if you haven't heard his interview, go back and check it out. Interview with Zach. Uh, His 50K was an awesome, awesome conversation. So Simon... Tell me a little bit about yourself, a bit about your background in running, why you run, that kind of thing. Uh, well, started running about two or three years ago. I uh, was very overweight, ran 110 kilos. Got myself down to about 75 now. Wow. Uh, pretty much just from running, healthy eating, 
building up my pace, endurance. Yeah, just uh, just keep running. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Just, yeah, just keep running. He's like Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And and Zach, remind everybody why and how you got into running. Um, so I started. I was always a runner back when I was in my teens, but really got back into it as recovery from an Achilles injury about mm. five years ago. So similar to Simon, um, again, very overweight uh, in my mid-30s, uh, decided I could play a basketball tournament with no training. My Achilles decided that that was not going to be the case. Um, and so as part of my rehab, I uh, decided to get back into running more seriously and then just built up week on week, just keep running, as yeah. the saying goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. that's it. And that's, that's, that's the most important thing, I think, is... Uh, Especially with something like running, mm. is to keep going mm. because it sometimes sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'd say two out of ten runs are really crap. Mm. I mean, that's that's not a good week mm. uh, if you're running ten runs a week. Maybe not. Mm. Anyway, um, so what are some of the before we start talking about Strava mm. and stuff? What are some of the challenges been for you guys in your running that you found that have been tricky? Obviously, with the Achilles, maybe the weight at first. Like, what mm. what kind of mental physical barriers have you had to sort of go through yeah both of them things you said the um mental just when you don't want to go you just force yourself you know Mm. once you've gone you're going to feel a lot better than if Mm. you stayed home on the couch you'll feel worse um yeah you just it's just that uh push inside you that you just Mm. keep going yeah, the importance of routine. Yeah, I think that's like, it, but but routine. it's like routine doesn't just happen. Routine mm-hmm. happens because you do it again and again when you don't want to. Yeah, and I think you know when you're when you're running from a position of being heavy or when you're running and coming back from an injury, just it's so easy to want to take a session off yeah. and yeah. trying to even yeah. now like you know yeah. it sometimes you just go I just don't want to run, um, but like Simon said, like getting out there you will feel better after doing a sort of exercise like just give it five minutes just give it ten like minutes tonight and see track, I didn't want to go to track tonight I was just mm. had a shit day at work mm. and, yeah and day, just mm. just do it just mm. do it just go yeah turn up just do it and now I'm glad I did because if I didn't do it I would have felt, felt ten worse. times worse yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you get you get there and you do a warm up by yourself yeah, yeah. and so you kind of run out mm. those run feelings out thing and by the, come yeah. six o'clock I'm ready to go yeah you're full of beans yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny that it's you know I mean we're all for those of you listening who don't know us personally we're all pretty fit you know yeah. we all you know you obviously run and if we miss a run it ain't the worst thing in the world but nah. sometimes it feels like that like even if even if you didn't run today, really, mm. it would have just been wouldn't have made any no, difference. No, no, but it's just like yeah. that mental game. Like you, I, I would have just felt. Yeah, I think it's it's, com- it's compounded by I think people in our quote unquote normal lives, like the people we work with, and you know they wouldn't notice if we missed a run. Yeah, our families might, but. It's the fact that we're part of a running community and we're in a running club and yeah. we, you know, we have a group of friends who the connection with them is running. Like the three of us are sitting around this table because we're runners. Yeah. They're the ones who notice if you don't miss, yeah. if you miss a run. Like I went for uh, a run last weekend and I didn't run on Monday and someone jumped on yeah. our group chat and said, <laughs> yeah, they did. Zach yeah. didn't run today. Two or three and it, was, it is kind of, well, yeah. yeah, it is kind of weird when you're not running. Um, <laughs> is Zach all right? Is Zach sick? You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, if Zach hadn't come tonight to mm. um, wind fit training, mm. you know, 
and he didn't put nothing on the group chat, you know, people would have messaged mm. and said, you know, Zach, are you all right? You know, yeah. because yeah. it's just... We, it kind of is its own little echo you know, chamber where we're in our own yeah, little yeah. bubble where it, it, it rebounds on itself. And yeah. so the fact that um, you don't do a session, you've got friends who are used to you doing a session yeah. and then they pick up on it and, yeah. But yeah. then that causes pressure as well, you mm. know, because, like, yeah, that's what we're going to get into, mm. pressure on Strava. And yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And I want to actually, well, it's actually a really good segue and I hate... <laughs> no, step on it. No, well, I, I wanted to circle back to. I might. I don't know. I might edit this so that it works. But I want to circle back. I leave about, that bit in. That's good. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. <laughs> As in me, not Simon or Zach. I want to circle back to the routine and consistency, just yeah. because I think that there's a lot of when, especially when people, and this is this is kind of off the cuff um, for this episode. It's not really what I wanted to talk about, but it really segues well into it. Like, I mean, I asked the question, and that was the answer, but it made me think of something else. So the routine and consistency, especially from where mm. I think all of us have come from. Yeah. Where do you think that that switch takes place from this really sucks to mm. I'm going to stay consistent with this because now it's just a part of my life? Because I think there's a lot of people listening that they want to get into it, but then they get so discouraged because it takes time mm. for them to feel like they want to get in consistency. Where do you think that that change happens? for you guys I mean thinking back for, for me it was definitely a hump where I, when I got back into running I'd run for a few weeks and then something would happen and I'd look down oh I've realized I've missed six or seven days mm. and then I'd get back into it and be like oh it's hard again yeah. I, there's it's hard for me for me it, it all it felt like around about that six to eight week mark yeah right. for me it was, it's around like six to eight weeks of consistency then it starts to be the week nine feels really easy. And then re- week 10, week 11, um, that's when you sort of um, get back into it and go, oh, yeah, now this is part of my routine now. I mean, I was sick earlier in the year, um, went away on holidays, completely disrupted my routine. And I'd say it took that long, that six to eight weeks before it felt normal again. Yeah. Um, but, and that's, you know, that's a big commitment to make. Like starting yeah. from zero and going, I'm going to do this consistently for eight weeks so that in week nine it feels normal um, is sometimes really, really hard when you're sitting at the, when you're standing at the bottom of a hill going, that's why I got to yeah. get up. Mm. It can be hard to do that. And, and thinking you've got eight weeks of three to five to six times a week training yeah. is a lot for some people. And, and that's why it's some, you know, the human body is, it's easier to go, actually, I'm not going to do it. Well, but then it's, it starts the slide or, then you get into the whole thing of, oh, no, I missed a session. Now I need to catch up. And that's yeah, just as dangerous. That's, that's where injury comes Yeah. Out. Been there. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting when all of running can be summed up and just go the, like, stay the course. Like, like this morning, right? Mm. I was running on, on the treadmill and I was just doing, I was plotting along, you know, like a six minute kilometer pace, yeah. nothing, nothing fast or anything. Uh, but like five minutes in, I was like, this sucks. I'm not mm. feeling so yeah. good today. But then... 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, it was like my heart rate normalized. And yeah. because I stuck it out, it, yeah, yeah, I just it. It turned into an easy run. Yeah. It I should did, be for me. I, I had the same this morning. I got out there and I just was not feeling it. Yeah. My feet were sore from the weekend. Like they were, it, it wasn't lungs, it wasn't quads, it wasn't back. It was my, my feet were just sore. Yeah. Right. But then after like 15 mm. minutes, something just sort of clicked and I went, okay, I'm not going to be any faster yeah. this morning, but I can at least get through it. You can at least get through it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. What do you reckon, Simon? Where do you think that consistent consistency starts to pay off? And- yeah, well, for me, it's like anything. You know, they say like with a diet, stick with it for two to four weeks. Yeah. After that, it becomes easier. 
Yeah. I've given up smoking, you know. Yeah. Two to four weeks, you know, is the hardest and then it becomes easier. It's like that with my running. Um, you just, I, to me, I just train my body. Like I've never ran until three years ago. You know, I'm 35, started running when I was 32. Which is crazy considering mm. how freaking fast you are. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> like when I first started, I wasn't fast. Like I was doing 26 minute park runs. Mm. But yeah, then I right. just trained and trained and just every day just, Mm. I've got a philosophy you can train your body to do anything you want it to do yeah mm. like you just got to the more you do it like if you bang your head on the table mm. every day the first couple of days it's going to hurt yeah it's going to hurt mm. after the 30th day of you banging your head on the table it's going to be like oh, here's that banging the head on the table <laughs> and so but like oh, that's just the thing yeah, but just got to get it done when yeah, you did just your just got to get it done because yeah. you injured your calf yeah recently yeah and you could not run for for weeks i was trying to run yeah Yeah. sorry you were not meant to run yeah yeah if abby's listening i wasn't running running. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and when you came back from that did it take that two to four weeks yeah yeah it um yeah because it sort of dented my confidence a bit because coming back from an injury i didn't want to i didn't want to push and then hurt it again and then I'm off for another two to four weeks yeah and it was more mental than physical when I really sort of come back because yeah. just building that confidence back up again was the biggest thing yeah. that I can sprint again or I can do a long run or yeah yeah without something happening without tearing it again or something and yeah that's kind of what you've been going through with yeah. your yeah, yeah it was actually the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. you're building up slowly no it's just yeah man and a lot of it with you would be mental as well yeah know? well that's that's it as soon as I started believing that I was healed and that it was going to be okay if I just yeah. trust yeah. the process it started getting better hmm. and and that yeah it's it actually segues really well now hmm. again because yeah. you put that pressure on yourself after you come back from something like an injury yeah like I I can't remember the timeline, but you had you had Simon done like a sub twenty five k, pretty, pretty yeah. close to when you got injured. So well, he did. Um, your injury was at the Great Ocean Great Road, Ocean wasn't Road. it? Yes. So it was in the middle of a marathon. Yeah. So he ran right. a marathon and then came off the back of it, and then what? Two weeks later, were diagnosed with a calf tear or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the one, that was the furthest I've ever ran. I didn't really train mm. the K's in my body. For mm. the 45Ks. Yeah, it's longer uh, than normal marathon. And yeah. hilly, too. And, yeah, yeah. way more hilly than I expected. Mm. Yeah, and that was like right in the middle of some really solid running. Yeah, no, I was really yeah. in good form. I was yeah. on 1940. For the 5K yeah. park, park run. run. Yeah. That's nuts. And, and uh, really feeling good. And mm. then, well, I'm... I don't regret doing the marathon like yeah. I wanted to do it. You're still stage. finishing a pretty solid time. Still done it. Yeah, it was sub four hours. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, four o five or something. Oh. But I wanted to do four hours, but yeah, yeah. for a forty five hilly. But the cast nice. sort of, yeah. yeah, 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 and that just it just because it, it it builds that because because now all of a sudden you've been putting these like for me right and you, you put these awesome numbers on Strava and that's yeah. when that mm. sometimes if the injury happens it's like yeah. shit yeah. now yeah. I gotta come back yeah. and this, the numbers that I'm putting on Strava are nowhere near nothing no. like I was before this injury I was running you know 
25, 30K at a maybe 5.30 pace and feeling great about it. Yeah. Um, even less than that, especially when Abdullah would get me ramped up. Yeah. <laughs> Rican, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I blame her for the injury. <laughs> uh, and then coming back, now I'm, I'm, I'm putting up currently, just because I'm keeping things easy and I don't yeah. want to push it, maybe over six minute kilometers. Yeah. Like mm. sometimes I'll go fast because I feel yeah, like I just yeah. want to go fast. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, but it's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, hard. Yeah. So how do you, let's get into this. Yeah. What happens when you put up a slower run than you want to put on? What goes through your head? Oh, when, for me, oh I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> nah, straight away. Like I'm like. You don't want to think about that one at all? Nah. No. Okay. There's no thinking about it. But if, if it's over 21 minutes for park run, I'm disgusted in myself like, for really? the whole weekend. Wow. Yeah, nah. I'm, I'm so hard on myself. Like, When was the last time you did a park run, though, that you didn't go out to run fast? Because I sometimes... Uh, I, if, if I've got a... If, if I'm sick or yeah. if I'm injured, like I ran the park run with my sore calf. I was about, I don't know, like 25, 26 minutes. But... Yeah. I didn't really have the pressure on that. No, I didn't really have the pressure on on me then. Like I didn't really give a stuff. Mm, I yeah. just, just went out to but just tick over another yeah. park run. But that mm. was all right because I knew I was injured. Yeah. yeah. But if I've got no excuse, would you, if you were pacing the thirty minute, like just bolt it and then just no, go on the other side? And no, I do. Loop? I do do pacing. I do the yeah. um, twenty two and a half minutes, and I normally get it. 22 minutes and I normally come in yeah so I can do that but again like I'm actually doing something I'm, I'm okay with that I'll, yeah. I'll pace every week if I want yeah, to yeah, yeah. but it's when I'm running just freely mm. and I don't do a good thing oh. there's like a higher duty to pacing it's like you know being a servant yeah, you, gotta, <laughs> yeah. you, gotta, you gotta think about yeah. the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs yeah. of you in Star Trek or something do you, do you ever think when on, on, on days like that, Simon, when you have, God forbid, a run over 21 minutes? No, but that's, <laughs> like, just, that's just more... That's I've just, been under 21 minutes at Park Run three times. I'm just putting it out there. At all? Yeah. I've never gotten close to going sub 20. Yeah. So it, but it, that's it's just the relative. pressure and the thing that I put on myself. And I know mm. that's not healthy. Yeah. Mm. Well, do you, ever, do you ever think on those days, like, think instead of thinking how perhaps not quote unquote not good it was mm. that what it would have been a few years back before you started running and then to take a look at what it is now compared to what it might have been when you first started so in in, mm. in in the sense of okay it was not my fastest park run maybe it was 22 minutes but three years ago I wasn't even running mm. oh absolutely absolutely but I'll look at it as though 22 minutes what have I, what's gone wrong you know what have mm. I done wrong yeah. that I've lost that minute yeah um, but what if now here's the question what if you didn't have to put it on what if it wasn't going on Strava yeah that's where I, that's, that was going to be my next yeah, well, yeah. That, that's yeah. if it that's wasn't going right. on Strava how would you feel about that's it that's right because mm. as we're talking now all the Strava kudoses are coming up <laughs> on your phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my phone up to show everybody <laughs> It doesn't work that well on an audio medium, mate. Actually, no. actually, let me t- I'll, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah. Of it. So mid-podcast, yeah, because um, so Simon and I went to the track, and so we've logged our 
track session on Strava. And yeah, the kudos is the echo bubble yeah. is, is starting. All the people that uh, we follow and that follow us are giving us kudos. And yeah. I yeah. get more freaking likes or kudos or whatever it is on Strava than I do on any other social media platform. Yeah. yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah. I think I got 70 for something. Mm. And I mean, from people I don't know. And it's that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like it's like that high. It's like that approval. Yeah. 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 So it's like, what if you didn't have to do it? I mean, that's a whole nother issue with Strava, which is people you don't know can yeah. see what you're doing and like you yeah. and follow you. And, you know, that's a whole different... Yeah. Well, this guy goes out every morning at seven o'clock. Where does he live? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, I, was, I was part of sort of researching the problem with Strava. There's, you know, that is something which, um, you know, a lot of female runners have reported mm. that, yeah, you know, they would you know be running through a track and someone would be calling their name out mm, because yeah. they've seen them on a leaderboard or a segment and they've worked yeah. out that they run there. Because you can put your pictures on Strava. Your pictures so on Strava. And Strava defaults to public. You, yeah. you have to click, I think it's four different settings you need to click to completely hide yourself yeah. on Strava as like a default. Mm, Otherwise, yeah. and you have to go through run by run. So someone who's had 100 runs there would have to go back and individually privatize each of them. And that's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. for someone who's... Facebook's better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you, if for someone who's feeling vulnerable yeah. um, on Strava, and, and, you know, and Strava is just, it's the most successful example of it. I mean, yeah. there's, there's RunKeeper, there's the Nike mm. app, the, you know, Garmin has their own oh, yeah, social media it, thing. It thing. Yeah, but Strava is just the one that has resonated with the public. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, they're on podcast now. Yeah, exactly. This is the Strava pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave this pod to go to that pod. <laughs> But they've clodded onto that thing, which is people will perform better if they know other people are watching. Yeah. And Strava means you've potentially got every other Strava user, Strava user watching you. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's just, it is tough to put a slower run up there. And we've spoken about this, Andrew, you and I, not having to justify it in the description. Yeah. Not having to put no. commentary in I, there. I, I do that every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it can't just be morning run if it's like a, you mm. know, anything over a 5.30 kilometer pace. It's got to be easy pace run yeah I, and I, I have to that's the yeah. first thing I do even before yeah. I, I, I do anything else I upload it and yeah. the first thing I'm doing is yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, it's it's hard to not do that yeah, Reco- do that. recovery run slow yeah. pace you know getting my legs feeling, back under me feeling sick yeah uh, strong headwind yeah. yeah all of that stuff if I've got to slow slower than yeah. I think mm. pace for me and here's the interesting thing about that when you put up a solid run like a real fast run yep yeah. For me, when I put up a real, I don't do anything. I don't label it. I just yep. leave it. Let's sit there. I just let it sit there as morning run, afternoon run. I don't, yeah. I don't feel the need to label it. Mm. It's the slow ones. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got to label these. Yeah. To let people know why. Yeah. The other challenge we've got is that because we run the same courses and routes fairly regularly, the whole medal thing. Yeah, so you, the segments and stuff. Segments. Can yeah. you get a bronze medal? Do you get a first place? You know, yeah. Simon's convinced he's going to go out and take um, King of the Mountain off yeah. a particular segment in our area. Ah, uh, the wind fit loop. The, the wind, this, he's going to um, go do that. This guy next to me, um, it's got people in high places that can happen to my watch, like people hacking the phones. Simon's convinced I am somehow colluding with the Russians and Telstra to block his Garmin when he in tries to In three years, mine. I've never had a problem with my watch. But now that you've met Simon. Last <laughs> week, I went to break exactly. Jack's reverse park run record. I got 1k in and the watch failed. So I went back to the start. That's, that's 1k in, watch failed. That's gave shady. it one more shot. 1k in, watch failed. That's pretty shit. It was a very busy afternoon for Never me. Never had yeah. a problem since. Never had a problem before. You kind of look like a Boris. Yeah. 
kind of thing. Like, and I did like, make the mistake of messaging Zach a couple of days before saying that your record's going in 48 hours. Mm. And then... Um, what would have happened had you not sent that? And I said, comrade, yeah, I am here yeah. to help you with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, He's convinced it's a conspiracy theory. I, I just reckon. Can't say too much more at the moment. His <laughs> legal yeah. proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to see Simon again. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the sort of thing where you know that you know creating little segments and you know running them and you know you, you get the the little medal and then you run a really fast time and then you don't get a medal. I mean, I've oh, yeah. I've kind of got that thing where. I've limited myself to only kudosing medals. Yeah. And then I realize there's a uh, heap of good runs that people are doing that I'm not acknowledging yeah. in any way. And I remember you said that. I did. I remember you said exactly that. Like, I don't give kudos unless it's a PV. Unless I see a medal there or some bling, I'm not kudosing. That was like the first conversation I had with Zach, by the way. And I, I right away thought he was a dick. Well, he was very pleased with a very average run. Can't so I just had to let That's fair. Can't say that word. Sorry. <laughs> Cock. Cock. <laughs> uh, can, do I need leaf now? Or? No, you're good. We're oh, good. okay. We're good. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I guess going back, what, what what do we think would happen if we didn't, if like if we deleted Stroud for like, for like a month? Well, because I used to at one point have, um, before I had Strava, I had, I think, the RunKeeper app. Yeah. And RunKeeper used to sync with Facebook. And so yeah. my Facebook feed... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. My Facebook feed used to get all those runs. Yeah. And, and then when you're running six, seven times a week, people start to realize that your Facebook posts are just mm, status that. updates on yeah. run. And, you know, and, and same sort of thing happened where people would jump on and go, hey, you were right, Zach. It's been two yeah. days and I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I think the problem is, is that... Um, unless you go completely zero dark 30 mm. and go, I just want the information for myself yeah. so I can use it and 